Wow. <laughs> Don't get let a rock out praise me. And even if you have to fall down and bury your head, listen, did you see that flag still going? Listen, sometimes you, you ever felt that way? But you know what? Whether you got a little praise or a big praise, come on, let it wave. Let it wave. Amen, 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 amen. I'm so honored this morning to be able to introduce to the Lord's House family some of you for the very first time, but many of you, these are just, thank, thank you so much, son. These are very familiar faces. But you know, there's, there, there's people in this room that have been a part of this house and this ministry way longer than me I'm 55 but they were here before I was thought of I, I won't tell how old you are but he came over on the ark <laughs> but you're going to be honored and blessed today to hear some stories of where we came from. And I want you to welcome lifetime members of the Lord's House, founding members, Brother Brady and Sister Robbie Robinson. Put your hands together. Welcome them to the state this morning. All right. It is such an honor. To have them with us a little. I'm, I'm, I think it's me, Luke. I'm pretty loud. Oh, thank you. Good morning. Good morning. All right. Come on and have a seat. I'll let y'all share that and just pass it around. And uh, come on, give them another big hand clap. I've got some questions I want to know about, and I'm, I'm excited today to. To uh, to learn some things as well as 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 you, but uh, what a, what a joy! So, this is Brother Brady, Sister Robbie Robinson, and uh, they're they're also not just founding members but family. Uh, shared grandchildren with uh, mom and dad, and uh, when family all of our life. I grew up wanting to be just like Brother Brady. I wanted to have an Adam's apple just like him, and uh, I got it. And uh, but I have a long way to go to be the the man of God. And but what an example, Sister Robbie taught me the Word of God in children's church. They were youth pastors. They pretty much, if it needed to be done at the Lord's house, they've done it. At some point, at some time, they have had their hands and their hearts in every aspect of building of ministry, uh, of prayer, of faithfulness, of giving, of support, and uh, we would not be here today where we're at without you. And we want to just say a big thank you. Amen? Amen. So, let's just talk a little bit. What, what year 
what uh, you can give us a little bit of the, the time frame and the year where that you first met mom and dad. I think I was around 23, and I met uh, Brother Sister Prudy in, at the Dallas Church. And from then on, we've been with them all. So um, here we are now. Wow. What, what year was that? He was brought home from the hospital in a little red sock. <laughs> I think it was right around Christmas time. <laughs> yes, December the 20th. And uh, I'm not sure, but I heard I was the cutest baby ever. I'm not sure. Until my grandbabies get here. He was pretty cute. So, so what, what year was that, you think? In the 60s, 70s? 63. 63, 1963. That's when we moved back to Dallas. Okay, okay. So I was born in 67, so that was a little bit before my time. And so then, so y'all, y'all lived, of course, if you don't know, they lived up in a, a community, Alba, right past Alba, in the big city of Grit. Grit, not, not a, a, a town. There's just cows there and goats and uh, Brady and a Robbie. Po- a population of five people, six dogs, and nine cats. There you <laughs> Not really. <laughs> and so that's about 45 minutes from here. And for all those years, for all the different locations, they drove that uh, faithfully week after week after week. And I tell you what, think about this. If the Lord gives rewards for mileage, woo, think about what you're going to get. <laughs> That's going to be fantastic. So uh, in, in the 60s, you met them. What, what about when you first in, in this area or what were those storefront buildings like? Uh, Robbie started three years before me in the old storefront building, I believe it was. And I come in after we got the full street. She come in in 67. I come in in 1970. Okay. And stayed till, for, well, I was 30 years old then, and I stayed till I was 80. <laughs> I don't know how long that was. That's, that's, a while. that's a long time. She prayed you in, didn't she? Yeah. What, what, why, what, what would you say to wives today that have husbands that don't go to church with them, that are, are, are not doing everything they need to do? What, what, what do you, how do you do that? Just hang with them and keep on praying. <laughs> it works. It really works. Absolutely. And you know what? Uh, you, you never know. Don't ever look at what somebody is because God looks at what they can be. And God knew uh, the, the, the man of God and the, the father and the husband that he could be in those years that you were just praying him in and faithful. And so we just thank God for his saving grace. Amen. And he's still doing that same thing today. Saving, healing, delivering. Amen. We was, we was married 12 years before he come in and got saved. So. It was a long time, but it was well worth it. Amen. Yeah, so it's been a long time since then. So you remember the storefront building, and I, I don't know anything about that or where, but then I do remember you said Bow Street. So over uh, going down Gentry Parkway uh, behind Church's Chicken, uh, there was a church there uh, on Bow Street, and that's where I remember as a kid. Uh, when we, Of course, we moved to this property. I was five years old. He fell through the ceiling at that church. <laughs> We're not here to talk about my shortcomings. 
because there's a, there's a lot of those. Uh, hey, and there's one of my friends, Michael. He was in a lot of those pictures. He was with me. He was. Went up there in that ceiling, too, so don't, it wasn't all my fault. And that, and that was during church going on. Right above the, plat, the podium, my daddy looked up. And I can't remember which one was hanging. I think it might have been, let's blame it on Bubba. He's not here. Anyway, we were looking down and, you know what? I thought he was going to beat me to death when we got home. I just knew that this was going to be the whipping of a lifetime. And you know what? I did get in trouble and I did get a spanking, but it wasn't near as bad as I thought. He didn't tell me. Years later, when I was grown, he said, Son, I remember that time, and I had mercy on you because I was already in evangelistic work preaching, and me and the preacher's son was up in the attic chasing pigeons, and I fell through. <laughs> so parents, don't forget, you were kids once too and made mistakes. Don't be so hard on your kids. Do you, do you, what, do you remember the... When this location was bought, and uh, tell us a little bit about how all that happened. And well, we was talking about the area to build a new church, and Brother Pretty drove by this place here, and it was just an open field. The house was still was here then, just open field, and uh, he just prayed about it, and he talked to me about it, and I said, "Well, let's see what it is and buy it." And so, one night after uh, church was over, Brother Pretty got all of us men in a church to come, and we, you know, had terraces all across here, mountains, and we walked those terraces and prayed for this place. I guess probably about a year before we really bought it. Wow! And just uh, and it just evolved from that. And then it was about six years before we started the building. And took us, we moved, had the building completed and moved in it in January of 1982. Wow. I remember that because my dad died a, a week later. Oh, so that's, yeah. But that was our first service here. And I didn't have no carpet. Just concrete floors, some old pews we bought that was used, and the congregation was pretty good size then. I don't remember how big, but, but it was, uh, no, it wasn't as big as this. And, but uh, and then uh, we got the church started and put these beams up first, and the first beam right back there on that inside. Had a guy that had an old truck that had a what we call a gin pole on it, way up in the air. He tied onto it, lifted that up. Well, there's some metal brackets for the, them to sit in. Well, when he picked it up, the end of it slipped out of that and swung around. And about that high off the floor, knocked, knocked me down and swung over me. Everybody else was running, getting out of the way. <laughs> and so. We had to figure out a better way of doing that. <laughs> <laughs> so, but we, but before that, we dug holes 
before the concrete was poured, and each man that dug a hole wrote his name in the bottom of the hole. My name's behind that one in the bottom of that and right there in the corner. Wow. Wow. And there's Brother Edward Nick and Hal Brunt, Donald Miller, Jimmy Hill, Andy Nick, I think, and anyhow. Yeah, yeah. Twelve, oh. 12 holes. Oh. And they were like three by three by three yep. that they dug by hand and wrote their name in it. And that's what these beams set on, a foundation of solid concrete, but yep. prayer and faithfulness of men. And the beam sat here for a year or so. We started the walls and the roof. And uh, had everything pretty well dried in. And I was at home. In fact, I was mowing pasture. Robert come down and said, they need you at church. The roof fell in. (laughs) (laughs) I remember that day. I thought, how in the world did that happen? And I drove into the parking lot here. The roof was just as straight as could be until it got to the wall right behind the baptistry here. That wall had collapsed and let the roof just sink down about four foot. And they were trying to get it back up with some what we call come-alongs. It was tied to it down against the wall. And that wouldn't work, so. I took my truck, parked it away out here in the field, got changed, and run through the top of the wall. I told him to tie that onto that wall, and I'd see if I could pull it back up. Well, took off, and it started raising up. And I said, whenever it gets, puts a level on it, when it gets level, holler, let, let it stop. I pulled it back up with my truck. They put, what happened, they knocked a temporary brace loose, and when it did, it just fell and got it back up and and I come in and I told him I said, don't put that brace back up. We're gonna we're gonna put a permanent brace. <laughs> and we did that and everything worked out okay. And then we was putting a panel up here and drove a nail through a pipe right over there. And that was Michael brother Larry. He's in heaven today listening, so let's be nice. <laughs> And got Brother Hal, he come come in, he did the plumbing on the church, Brother Hal Brunt. Yeah. And he come fixed it, put the panel back, and the boy put the nail right back in the same hole. <laughs> <laughs> Had to catch Hal before he got gone and come back and fix it again. Daddy said, Larry, why did you do that? He said, because I didn't want to put another hole in the paneling. <laughs> we were kids. We didn't know what we were doing. But that was, we had some trying times on this, but it's, it's still here after 40-something years. Still standing. I Strong. Guess. And it was just the men of the church built near the whole thing. Yeah, yeah. Talk about building something with blood, sweat, and tears. Yep. Actually had all of that there. <laughs> Cuts and bruises and scrapes and hammers and uh, yep. we we put the sheetrock up here. We set up scaffolds all the way across here and run boards all the way up and down. Sheetrocked it and me and my crew, Paul and Joe and Tony and 
I don't know who, all, all my crew take bedding texture and see it. I remember as a kid coming in and seeing that big, and of course I like to play on that. I'd walk up and down it. They were here spraying all that, and I really I knew we'd talk about that, and so I just wanted to ask you today. Uh, we have a spot right back here. Is that still under warranty? <laughs> it's only forty-seven years old. <laughs> you set you set up the scalpel, and I'll fix. It. Okay, we have a lift now, so we just go right up to it. We'll, we'll, we'll let Paul do it. How about that? It, it, we've, we came a long way with faithfulness of men and, and the hard work and prayer. And, uh, but the foundation of this house uh, it has always been Jesus. Dad's heart, his, his prayer, his, his, he loved Jesus and he wanted to make Jesus known. And he knew that when they got ready to build this, that it was the foundation that solid rock was the only way to go. And so, I, if you would put that picture up right back here in the corner of our building, uh, in our cornerstone, there is a large rock. And uh, there it is right there. And uh, that, uh, tell, us, tell us about that rock. And I know, I, I don't think we have time to read the story, but uh, their daughter Dory wrote a story in 77 for her school. Uh, and, and I made a copy of it so I can have it. It's precious. She was 15 years old. They had a, a whole service, but it was around this rock. And so tell us about that rock. Well, Brother Pritchett asked me if I could find a rock that had never been walked on by man. And because uh, he wanted to, he wanted to put it right where the pulpit was going, you know, the foundation. Well, I. Robbie's old home place had a lot of rocks on it. And I looked that place over. I couldn't find one. And finally, there's a creek down there, Cottonwood Creek, that, at the end of her place. And uh, I was down in it, and I found that, that rock buried up in the bed of the creek. I dug it out, carried it about as far from here to Ginger Park way up a hill to, oh, <laughs> and, wow. and brought it in brother, brother looked at it and he said that's just fine put it in a flower bed out there and whenever we poured the concrete we forgot about it <laughs> <laughs> and it didn't get in the concrete but uh, we still when the bricklayer got here brother pretty wanted it put in the, the building somewhere so it was put in out there, but that rock come from Cottonwood Creek in Alba, Texas. Wow. And it represented, he preached the whole message on that rock being Christ and building a firm foundation. And they had a candlelight service and, you know, walked around the church. And, and so he said he felt like all of a sudden that rock was kind of forgotten. He said that scripture where the, 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 the cornerstone was kind of forgotten and rejected, but became the chief cornerstone. That yep. rock was Christ. And so... That right is right over here on this corner, and that uh, reminds us uh, every time we walk up that this church is founded on the solid rock, which is Jesus Christ. Amen. Amen. Thank you, Lord. Well, I've got a few uh, a few pictures I want to show you, and uh, just kind of what these guys looked back, like back in the '60s. And uh, let's 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 take a look here at a few of them. 
Oh, isn't that looky there? They don't look a lot different than that. Robbie and Brady and mom and dad just, you know, not only served in church together and worked together, but, you know, like I said, had grandkids in common, but they were just such wonderful friends and traveled all over and loved to go see things in the hill country and the flowers and the rivers and fish, and uh, that was such a blessing to mom and dad. Dad looked forward to that every year. Hold that so they can hear you online. Brother Pretty would always look back. At me and he'd say, Robbie, do you have one of them Worthers? <laughs> I always had a, I always had a sack of goodies everywhere I went. But he always, he'd say, do you have one of them Worthers? And I always did. Always had them. <laughs> and he would still, he would still come up here to Brady, you know, through church and he'd look over to him and he'd say, do you have one of those Worthers? And that was, you know, I brought I brought him a Werther's every Sunday. He'd be sitting right on the no yeah on that corner over there. Bring, bring him a Werther's. They were just such dear yep. friends and loved you. And we, you know we we just finished a, a three or four week series on giving, on tithing, on giving first and giving our first fruits and honoring God. And uh, I just have to tell a little bit of your business, but. Not only just faithful givers and tithers and above and beyond, but Brother Brady was a, a, a cattleman, a farmer, a, a rancher. And every year, the first calf that was born, he gave to mom and dad. And, but he kept it and fed it and took care of it and then would sell it and then give them the money. And uh, maybe even eat it sometimes. I'm not sure about that. But, uh, but it, it isn't. And what, through the years of, of, of that, what did you, what the effect did that have on your herd, on your cows and your business? Well, it blessed me enough to where uh, I had to, to sell out in the drought in 2011. And now I'm, the Lord's let me build back to where I was before I sold out. So, wow! And uh, it's—I just like to say this about Brother Pretty. He was a man that, if you told him something that was in secret, it would never go anywhere else. And that—that that said a lot to me. I could talk to him about anything I wanted to do, and he'd he'd advise me on what to do on things. He was the best friend. In fact, I always said he was my true friend because no matter what I said to him, good or bad, it never left his lips. And that's just... We traveled with them... Ooh, early from the time I got in church until they passed away. 25 years to Kerrville. We went to Arkansas, Oklahoma, Louisiana. They'd come up to the house and we'd fish and hunt. One thing, when I got saved, 
I couldn't run with the same crowd I had been running. They, they were still my friends, but I couldn't, couldn't run with them. And Brother Pretty took me under the wing, and he was my friend then for all those years. I'll, I'll never forget him. <laughs> and Sister Pretty was the same to me. Uh, she was just a true friend. I, I don't know. I, you just can't hardly explain it. You know, you, they say if you have two or three good friends all your life, when she was, oh my goodness, she was so precious to me. And we'd done everything together. I remember taking her to the doctor, you know, when she was, we'd drive, I'd come to prayer meeting and I'd take her over there. And then we'd just, uh, it, she was just everywhere, you know, just precious. And when you wasn't with her, you just felt her presence because she was just that close, you know. And it, it, just nothing like it to have a true friend all your life. You know, from the time I was probably 23, I'm 81 now, so... You can see how many years, and I miss that lady so much. I had a dream about her the other day, and it was just like she would just walked into my presence, and she was just perfect, just literally perfect. And I thought that was, you know, just the way she was. But just, uh, anyway, it's hard to explain. <laughs> the only time Brother Purdy ever got so upset with me, we was fishing down at the Guadalupe River, and he, a big old catfish, about probably weighed five pounds, was on his little brim hook that he had. And he fought that thing for 30 minutes trying to catch it. He'd pull it in, he'd run back out, and he'd pull it in. And uh, he wanted me to try to find something so I could get a hold of it and pull him up. And I found an old fork like thing. He'd come up. I reached down to catch him while he run around the fort tangled up brother pretty couldn't reel him and I reached down to get him with my hand and when I did the thing flounced and got off that's the only time he ever gave me a dirt, dirty look <laughs> that, that look said it all that was all you needed to see well I want to just on their behalf and on behalf of this church and our family, I want to say thank you for your years of service, for your faithfulness, for teaching the Word and instilling the Word in us. And, uh, you know, the, the, the Bible promises us our children, our grandchildren, and our great-grandchildren. And today it is going to be y'all's honor uh, in a few minutes to see your great-grandson uh, be baptized. And your children and your grandchildren and your great-grandchildren are serving the Lord and loving the Lord. And it is a testament to your faithfulness and your prayers. And we love you and we want to say thank you for uh, your part in building this house. And we'll continue to do our part to keep it strong. Amen. Amen. Give them a big hand clap today. Thank you all so very much. Come on, praise the Lord. Amen. Come on, just stand to your feet. We honor them. And let's just take a moment to worship.
Amen. Why don't we open these altars? I know there's a lot of people here today, but that's just what we do at the Lord's house. Um, we like to come down to the front and, and, and just find a place by yourself. So I just encourage you, I welcome you to do that this morning. If you want to come down to the front and just find you a place to, to worship and just get in his presence today. Thank you, Jesus. We just give you glory for that, God. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. There's no one like you, Lord. Father, we have seen throughout the years, you've been there. And you're going to continue to go with us, God. We see it all around. That you're always with us, God. We give you glory, God. Thank you, Lord. Because all throughout my history, your faithfulness has walked beside me. The winter storms made way for spring. In every season, from where I'm standing, say, I see the evidence of your goodness oh, all over my life, oh, all over my life. And I see your promises and fulfillments oh, all over my life, all over my life. Remember when I'm weak, that fear may come, but fear will leave. You lead my heart to victory. Yes, Lord. You are my strength, and you always will be. And I see the evidence. i 
give Jesus praise in the house this morning. Father, today we just want to say thank you for your goodness. Thank you that the evidence is all around us of your grace, of your love, of your mercy, of your faithfulness. And Lord, I thank you that you have never let us down. And so Lord, no matter what's happening in the world, no matter what's going around, the the troubles and the trials and the fears and the worries and the anxieties and all that we see, we know that you are a good, good God. You're in control and you're going to make a way where there seems to be no way. So, Father, I thank you for your goodness in our life. And I pray you continue to be good to your people. And, Lord, let us be good to one another and to show the love of Jesus. In Jesus' name, everybody said a big amen. Amen. Come on, clap for joy, somebody. You may be seated. I want you one more time. Now listen, don't, don't, don't get worried. I'm not preaching today, okay? But I can if you want me to. I will share a scripture in just a moment. But uh, I can already smell the barbecue flowing in. And it's going to be amazing. If you've never had Iron Mike's, he's a, they're a friend of the Lord's house, their family. And he does an amazing job. So you're going to be blessed. But uh, I want us to hear a little bit more, and we're going to continue on. And uh, I just want you to welcome this morning Sister Sandra Hester. Amen. God is so good. I I look around, and I just see so many wonderful faces. And I want to say thank you to all of our church family, our friends, our uh, past, present, and future. God has just been so, so very good to us. Amen. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Come on. Have a seat. It's good to see you today. Now, Sister Sandra. Oh, that's yours. (laughs) This is not about me. This is about somebody else. You. What? No, no. I'm going to make it about you in just a minute. Hey, let me, let me, let, let, show me a picture of her. Can I see that picture? Let's see here. It's coming. Oh, there it is. Hey, look. That, look, 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 look back there. Look. That I looks, don't look happy, do I? <laughs> now tell us, what, what year was this? Somewhere around 75. 1975. Yeah, that's when I started coming. And so we, we, where, was, where was the church then? Well, I went, I visited over when it was on, at the storefront, and then Westbow. Westbow, okay. Spent most of the time so at Westbow. In the, in the 70s, 75. Mm-hmm. And uh, tell me a little bit about your, your relationship with Brother and Sister Pretty. There's one of a kind. Um, Brother Pretty could see through you, I felt like. <laughs> And the reason is, um, I went through cancer, and um, I had a song that, and a scripture in uh, Isaiah 43 that said he'll keep you through the fire when it becomes, a, you know. That was a song and a scripture, but nobody knew that but me. And if I got to worrying about, because they told me, you won't be here in three years. And so I thought, oh, I... What year was this? Um, that was 91. 91. 
and uh, you weren't supposed to tell that. That could have been a couple of years ago. Oh, okay, okay. So <laughs> I'm telling. I'm just story. trying to see. You're only supposed to be here three years, but you're still here. Well, that was the punchline. You. Oh my goodness. Okay, let's go back. So 91, you got diagnosed with cancer. Yeah, and I wouldn't do chemo, and they said, "Well, you won't be here in three years." And I said, "Well, if I do chemo, would that?" would I be here longer than God intends me to stay? And he said, oh, yeah. And I said, make chemo bigger than God. I'm not doing it. That's just me, you know. I'm, I'm a little hard-headed. Brady, you be quiet. It's Misty. So Brady's my cousin. I can talk to him. So anyway, that was my song, if I got down about it, you know, thinking, well, come to church and everybody's praying. And I'm like, oh, I guess something must be wrong. So I just sat there. Brother Pretty said, now, he don't know about my song or my scripture. He says, Sister Sander, um, when you pass through the fire, it's not going to burn you. Wow. This radiation is not going to burn you. And I started to cry because that was my scripture. He quoted it, and that was my song. Well, I started radiation the next day. I'm talking about Brother Pretty telling me this. At six weeks, um, they called me in and said, I did the radiation. wouldn't do chemo. They said, you know, if there's such a thing as a perfect candidate for radiation, it's you. This has not burned you at all. <laughs> and I said, thank you, Jesus. Yeah. But Brother Pretty, he spoke that, and it happened just like he said. Yeah. Wow. But, but many things Brother Pretty um, said and Sister Pretty that they just was good people. And you are just so much like them. And I hate that because I don't like you seeing through me. But, but you know, I watched you grow up, and I watched you go in the little room behind the organ and come out going. It's because I, I went back there and got a whipping. That's what, and that happened about every service. But look what, <laughs> it made a good man out of him. So if you've got a kid that's hyperactive, yeah. There's hope. There's <laughs> we're not here to talk about me. We're not? No, we're not. Sandra has, she... Yes? Yes? I'm trying to say a nice way to say this. <clears throat> no. Sandra can work as hard and has worked as hard as any man I've seen. Amen. Yeah, yeah, she can. She was, uh, she's painter and builder and business owner and I've watched through her life uh, when things needed to get done uh, she would get in there and spray and stain and paint and decorate and whatever needed to be done and uh, that that was such an honor I've touched, I got to work with you some and uh, and it was it was a it was a pleasure. Yeah, and, and you fell off the ladder, and I laughed. I I did I did step put my stuck my foot in some paint and knocked over the stain and, but she was patient. You know those years, uh, faithfulness of prayer. You know I I can remember. Uh, that, this was in my notes. We were standing back in the kitchen, and uh, Misty had brought this boy named Joe home, and you said Samuel. Pray my way. I just don't know about this guy. <laughs> well, you know what? He turned out to be all right. Yeah, he was a keeper. Yes, yeah. he was. Yeah. He was, and now he's one of our uh, board members and advisors and uh, builders and framers and uh, just dear yeah. friend. And, uh, you know, y'all's family has just been such a part. 
Uh, let's talk just for a moment, uh, Brother Nolan. Yeah, I want to tell a story. Uh, I married Nolan um, six months, four or five months before Samuel got married. And um, I know y'all are hungry and bored, and, but I'm going to talk fast. So I married <laughs> Nolan, and the church was leaking over here, and it needed a roof. Well, me and Nolan had been married about, I don't know, I don't know how long, several months. I'm going to say three, four months. But there wasn't any work because work got slow, as everybody knew back in whenever that was. He was a framer. Yeah, he was a framer. So he come down here and brought a hand or two, I don't remember, but they put a roof on that um, end of the church. Sunday school department. And he wouldn't wouldn't charge. My husband would not charge church or people. He's... He was he was odd duck, but I, I kind of liked him. But anyway, he said, uh, and then right after that, he got a job. And he, after a couple of years, he said, he was telling somebody, he said, I hadn't worked in I don't know how long. And I went down there, and he'd start crying. He cried all the time. He said, I put a roof on that church, but I didn't charge him. And he said, and I haven't missed a day's work since. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Uh, I was just, uh, yesterday, I'm going to get a big shout out to Brian. Where's Brian? Brian, where you at? He's out there somewhere. Brian worked, he's worked, came weekend after weekend, and he was here yesterday for about 10 hours uh, in our parking lot, pressure washing all of our concrete. And uh, I, I, I told him that story. Did you? I told him that story yesterday because I told him, when you come and work on the Lord's house, the Lord will take care of your house. Amen. And we've seen that, haven't we? Oh, hadn't we? You know, I remember the story. My mom uh, got cancer, and uh, she went out and sat on the front porch. And the porch also had a leak, and the, the porch was caving in, and it was rotting. And she said, I sat there, and I looked up, and I said, Lord, this is like my life. I'm falling apart. I'm decaying. And she just felt, it was a heaviness, and, and just a, 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 just, she just really was having a bad day. And she went to the hospital and had surgery. While she was there, Brother Nolan showed up, Joe and their crews, and they rebuilt that whole front porch. They did it all new, added on the dining room. And the garage. They built the garage they did all of that, and when Mama came home from the hospital, it was painted and finished because me and you <laughs> did that. It, she said, when she saw that porch, it was that the Lord just spoke to her. You're gonna be all right. You're gonna be okay. Mm-hmm. New, if I can give new life to that, and she lived on many, many, many years, and so God used Brother Nolan, and he had an, an accident, and even through that, God brought him into the church and just done some miraculous things and he is rejoicing in heaven with them today. But now at the end of that story, he wouldn't take money for doing that. But we left <laughs> here and now he's not going to church and he don't claim to be a Christian. He's a good man though. Uh, yeah. He bought a lottery ticket and we're driving along. He bought three or four. Driving along, he said, There's, this, this is a winner. And I said, what? Because I didn't buy them or fool with them. And it was a $2,500 winner. And so Granny said, God said, I'm in debt to no man. I'll pay you some way. So he said, that's what he chose. Now, that probably won't work for you. No. Unless you come work at the church for free. I don't know. No. I'm... But you know what? It is amazing how that God just 
whether you want to say it was God or not, but he wouldn't take any money. And like you said, he, but some things you just can't explain. All I can say is God is good. All the time. But, you know, I just want to thank you just for your faithfulness. Sandra has not stopped working. She continues to work. She has a skating rink called Let's Roll. And uh, that was vision that God birthed in your heart. And that has happened. And uh, But she continues every year. She's our Christmas uh, visionary and organizer and decorator. She transforms this place every year for Christmas. And continues your faithfulness in giving, your faithfulness in prayer, your faithfulness, your friendship with me. And uh, I just want to say thank you. It's just God is good. You're welcome. And uh, I thank God for good people that he puts in your life that is generational. And uh, that friendship continues with your family and with Misty and Joe. And uh, I'm just grateful for it. Amen. It's a pleasure. Give her a big hand clap. Thank you so much. Thank you, Lord. Where did we start? Where are, where are we going? Where are we ending up? As we heard earlier in the video, and Brother Nathan Allen did a fantastic job with that. We're so grateful to him. And Jeannie, thank you, Miss Jeannie. This, this, this thank you to everyone. Luke, I'm a little loud up here and up here. Turn me down. Uh, everyone that made this day possible. Everyone that has a part in the Lord's house from the parking lot to our ushers to uh, the, 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 the yard, the, the cleaning, the church, the barbecue, the, the flowers. Darlisa, thank you so much for blessing us. For Listen, whatever you do, Sister Griselda back in the in translation booth translating for me every week and our nursery workers, our pastors on staff, our worship team, you are a part of a big vision. You see, where you're at today is not where you're going to end up. You see, God knows your end from your beginning. He said that in your mother's womb, He knew you, He formed you, and He called you by name. And He counts the very hairs on your head. For some of you, that, that's a daily job. For some of you, it's easy. <laughs> He's just like, ooh, that's smooth. <laughs> but the, the concern that God has about your life and the detail is so incre- uh, intricate that he said, I, I do such a small thing. We started with a vision. We started with a man and a woman who prayed and asked God, sitting right up here next door in the swing, looking out at this property... And the Lord put Isaiah 2-2 in their heart. And it shall come to pass in the last days that the mountain of the Lord's house shall be established. The top of the mountains and shall be exalted above the hills and all nations shall flow into it. Now back then, there wasn't many nations. But it was their vision. It was their faith to reach the world from this one location. And today, as you saw earlier, we have now 15 nations that are represented in the church that we call home folk, that we pray for those nations and we have in our house and we're continuing to pray more in. But that's the beginning. 
But I want to declare today, and I want to say thank you for being a part of the past 50 years. But as Sister Doris was praying, as we were praying here on Wednesday night, just declaring and uh, believing for this day, and she was saying that this is scripture that spoke to her. I'd thought of this scripture, and just I felt like as I was reading this morning, what does the Lord want to do in this house for the next 50? Who will He raise up? Who will be the leadership? Who will pastor? Who will be on the worship team? Who will be children? You see, generation after generation, God has a plan. And I just want to say today, it may be you. You say, oh, pastor, you don't know where I'm at. I don't care where you're at. I just know God has a big future for you. And you're going to do bigger and better and more than you even thought or dreamed and imagined. Your children, your grandchildren, God is going to use them. And I encourage you today not to give up. Don't look at where they're at. Just say, God, I'll put them in your hands and I know where you can take them. Book of Haggai, chapter 2, verse 5. And I want to prophesy this over this church. I want to declare it. This is the year of declaration. 2023 is the year of declaration, the year of decree. And we have been decreeing six things every single week over our lives, over our church's lives, over your life. But I want to decree and prophesy this to the Lord's house today. According to the word that I've covenanted with you, when you came out of Egypt. So my spirit remaineth among you. Fear not. For thus saith the Lord of hosts. Yet once. It is a little while. And I will shake the heavens. And the earth. And the sea. And the dry land. I will shake all nations. And the desire of all nations shall come. And I will feel this house with glory, saith the Lord of hosts. The silver is mine, and the gold is mine, saith the Lord of hosts. The glory of this latter house shall be greater than the former, saith the Lord of hosts. And in this place, Everybody say, in this place, will I give peace, saith the Lord of hosts. Today I prophesy over you peace. I declare that the glory of the Lord is going to come upon you. Wherever you're at, wherever you're serving, whatever God is doing in your life, I declare that your latter days are going to be greater than your former. Your end is going to be greater than your beginning. What God is doing is a good thing. Do not fear. All around this world we see all kind of crazy stuff going on. But do not fear for God is in control. He loves you. He's going to take this house on far after I'm gone. Because this is the Lord's house. It's not my house. It's not your house. 
It's his house. We're his people. And he is going to bring glory to this house. In Jesus' name. Can I get a big amen? Miss Arlene, would you put up our declarations, our decrees? I'm going to go ahead and release. If you're being baptized, I'm going to go ahead and release you. Ladies, you can come right over here. First order you left. Gentlemen, right over there. The, the T-shirts are back there laying there. If you can pick out uh, which size you need. And uh, I'm going to be on my way in just a moment. We're going to baptize these, and then we're going to pray over the food. And then you're going to line up right over here, and they have a buffet right down that hall. There's the whole fellowship hall is tables and outside in the pavilion. There are four tables and chairs that we need. You have plenty of room, and uh, we want you to stay and have lunch with us. But let's make our declarations together, our decrees. For some of you may be decreeing this for the first time, but we've been decreeing this every Sunday all year. Come on, say it with me. I decree that in 2023, I will know Jesus better. I decree that in 2023, I will be in better health. I decree that in 2023, I will prosper financially. I decree that in 2023, I will build healthy relationships with family and friends. I decree that in 2023, I will do what I was called to do. I decree that in 2023, my children and my grandchildren will serve the Lord. Can I get a big amen? Father, I just want to say thank you for this day. Thank you for all the blessings, the benefits. Thank you for every person that's ever drove a nail on this church. Every gave a dime to forward the gospel. Whatever part they played, they play. Or, Father, those that are coming that will play. I thank you that this house is built on a solid rock, and that is Christ Jesus. I thank you for mom and dad. I thank you for their vision, their faith, their sacrifice to bring us to where we're at. And I thank you today that I know that I reap where I bestowed no labor. For they laid the foundation. They paid the price. They sacrificed. And today, I reap the reward. I pray that I will labor, that I will sacrifice, that I will lay a foundation so that my children and grandchildren and future generations can reap the benefits of serving the Lord. I pray, Father, today if there's one person that are, it's in this building or watching online today, they've been a part. They are here today in this congregation or for those that are coming. I pray, Lord, if they're not living their best life, if they're not as close to Jesus today as they've ever been, if there's issues, if there's pain, if there's heartache, if there's anything happening in them, I pray today that you would supernaturally heal their heart. I pray that if there's one person in this building today or watching that is not sure if they died today, they would go to heaven. 
They're not in right relationship with God. I pray that from their heart, they would simply make this confession. Would you pray with me, church? Dear Lord Jesus, I believe you're the Son of God. You died on the cross for me. You paid the price for my sins. I confess my sins and I ask you to forgive me. Come into my life. Be my Lord, my Savior, my friend. Today, I begin my relationship with you. Father, I just pray if there's one person that made that declaration, that decree, that confession for the first time, that the Holy Spirit, you are just sealing their heart. And Jesus, you are growing and you are there and you've covered their life and you are in them. They are no longer a sinner, but they are a child of God in right relationship on their way to heaven. And I pray you would bless their life, those that rededicated their life. Let them come back to their first love. Let them follow you with all of their heart. Thank you for this day. Thank you for your favor and your blessing. In Jesus' name, amen.